and welcome back to the Film Realcast. We are back again for Loki. It's episode five. And again, I'm joined by Neil. How are you, my friend? I'm very well, Stu. Um, glad to be back with you to talk about this wonderful series of Loki. Exactly. The penultimate episode. It's called mm. Journey into Mystery, episode five. I mean, it's been an up and down episode. It's been up and down season, rather, that... It's been good, it's been boring, it's been padded out, it's starting to improve, and I've not spoken to you as usual about episode five, so I don't know what your views are. It's just going to be interesting. I mean, I went into this, I have to say, with a bit of a, oh, fuck, it's, it feels like a chore now, you know? I don't know about you. Wow. Oh, actually, I was looking forward to it, mate, to be honest. I'm, I'm, though there has been a couple of, well, one particular padded episode, um, I've enjoyed it on the whole. Ah, I mean, it's, yeah. that's good. That's good. I mean, it's going to be good then to hear your points of view, you know. It's been, mm. I was intrigued, as in the way it left. I was so pleased the way it kind of it ended when they did, he, um, got Luke, Loki got pruned and, and Morbius obviously pruned. And it was a case of where do they go? They've obviously, mm. by doing so, they unlock another kind of universe of possibilities which i needed which i really enjoyed and to see richard e grant there was brilliant <laughs> i love richard e grant he's just so quirky and yeah. he brings a, a breath of fresh air to this i think he does he's the best bit about this episode to be honest um but yeah the end of the last one where he stood there looking like someone that's got a shit outfit for a fancy dress party <laughs> was priceless i was fucking laughing so much um and the crocodile that was weird but yeah no i liked it i I, I like the way the last one ended it was like we said we fairly much called it didn't we that it wasn't going to be the real tva so there was no real surprises i think the surprise was that obviously both mobius and loki got pruned but you knew that wasn't going to be the end because it couldn't be um so it's been interesting to see how they've taken it to be honest in this in this episode yeah definitely and i like it when they do go into the land because you kind of Mm. see the tva it goes through the tva it's flipping up as if it's on its head and there's kind of chaos and then it goes into the land where they've been pruned and it's like a dumping ground for for everything really isn't it that the tva just don't want to anything that's going to affect their timeline and i should imagine when they did this they had really good fun as in what can they put there it looks like there's stark tower there um, it probably isn't, but as they go through and they show all these buildings, mm. and what I like from the start is Elias, the massive kind of dragon that's guarding, obviously, whatever is actually running or whoever is running the TVA, Elias is in place to guard them. And it yeah. looks visually amazing, doesn't it? It does. It does, to be fair. And that, you know, I'm not being funny. You've just landed on some weird planet, not knowing wh- where the hell you are. And then this giant cloud starts coming towards you with all the pink and red lightning and stuff. You'd be like, see you later. I'm off. Um, but visually very effective. I like it a lot. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the, the Void is just an interesting place. And mm-hmm. as I said, it's a, a place where you can just put anything and initially, when he sees all the other Lokis there, and his plan is to survive, and Loki just doesn't quite get it. Of, no, he doesn't, does he? 
No, and I, and I love their reaction. But before we kind of get to that, it's what annoyed me or confused me is they show Sylvie back at the TVA mm. um, talking to Renslayer, and I don't understand why she didn't enchant her. That's a good point, actually. Why didn't she enchant her? I don't even think about it, Stu. You're right. Because surely that would be the best thing to do. Yeah. But Yeah, no, she just threatens her and gets played like a fool. Yeah, which was really disappointing because mm. Sylvie's so powerful and she's done that to other people to get into their minds yeah. and to find their weaknesses, especially knowing that these people aren't TBA agents. To enchant her would have found out the, her kind of her roots of where she's come from. She, and it, it seemed like an opportunity missed. She can't use her powers there, can she? Oh, can she not? No, it's like you remember Loki. I don't know if it was the collar or it's where they are, but I'm pretty sure they can't use their powers. Okay, well, that probably answers that one really, yeah. really, <laughs> really I'm just, I'm just thinking. I was just thinking, you know, when Loki tries to transform, like, transform, doesn't he, when he's being judged in the first episode, and he can't. Right. So I'm guessing that there's some sort of rift or something in place, so they can't use it. But Okay. Well, that's why you're on this podcast, mate, to correct me and, <laughs> and steer me in the right direction when it comes to me going, why did they do that? So uh, I appreciate that. I thought this was padding out extremely badly again. Rensley was never going to betray anyone and she was never going to team up with Sylvie, was she? No, and that's the, it's the disappointing thing, isn't it, that Sylvie sort of plays along with it until the point where she's like, hang on, like, where they start talking about the ship, don't they? Yeah. And stuff like that. But the fact that she even gives her back the um, the time pad and stuff like that, it's, you just wouldn't, would you? You know, you've been taken away as a child. You don't trust them. She was the one that did it. You, she just wouldn't do it, you know, no, no matter how desperate she is. So, yeah, that was, I have to agree, it was quite disappointing how yeah. led on she was. Yeah, and I think the way they get out of that is really good. The fact that she does betray, and as you say, that she is kind of delaying, and, and you've got the this kind of the I can't remember what you call now, like the timepiece going through trying to find all these files, mm. and then yeah. she's being set up. But the fact that she kind of prunes herself was a really, really good get out, and it was really impactful, and it was a real massive middle finger up to the uh, TBA. It was, wasn't it? It was, it was. Um... It was very clever because she obviously realised that you know, from her conversation with Renslayer that there's another place. So if she and then she sort of she was stuck in a corner, wasn't she? She couldn't get out. So she was very intelligent in the sense that she pruned herself so she could go and find Loki and the timekeepers. Yeah, and I, I thought that that was the only thing that they could do, and it was a mm. really good option to actually do that because yeah, it left them with kind of they know they don't know obviously um when you go into the void they don't know what happens or or does or do you think Renslayer may know where people go when they do get pruned I think so I think she knows more than she's letting on she, I don't think she clearly doesn't know who the timekeepers are but she knows more than she lets on she knows where they've gone and what's going to happen to them that's why she's not bothered about it, in a sense. Yeah, and I thought it was... I, I got the impression that Renslayer 
did want to find the timekeepers, mm. but for our own agenda. And I like the way that's kind of pointed out um, when you get uh, Hunter B-15 a bit later on when she says, you just want to find them. Sylvie yeah. needs to find them. I, I like the way that the dialogue went, the way she pointed that out. Oh, definitely. She's a big middle finger up to her, wasn't it? Like, you know, stop. You, know, you might be imprisoning me, but you're nothing. You know, I'm not worried about you. And Sylvie and Loki are going to find her because find them more than you will because they need to. Yeah. And, you know, it, it was fantastic. You know, the dialogue. I have to say, the character arcs in this are, have come along quite well in the last couple of episodes in the sense of like the Hunter and Mobius and stuff, the way they've really changed after finding out that they're variants and stuff. I quite, I do like the way it's gone. No, I agree. I, I think they've done really, really well. And it kind of, I find it frustrating that, as you say, that people, Renslayer, she's kind of been as she's been, it's kind of, she's plateaued into mm-hmm. her character. You knew there was something wrong with her. But uh, especially, I agree, Hunter B-15, since um, Sylvie kind of, not brainwashed her, but got into her mind and made her realise what's actually happening, that she's become a more of an interesting character. And I, yeah. I I, don't know if they will. I kind of doubt it, but I hope we do get a bit more in the last episode. I mean, like you said in um, uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, that they're going to have to cram a hell of a lot into this last episode, aren't they? Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. There's going to have to be a big big sort of coming together of everything unless they're planning to put it into season two but i can't imagine they would because that's not normally what they do is it there's normally a massive finale yeah yeah we'll have to see it because it'd be nice if she sort of gets broken out and there's a massive fight within the tva itself or something and i don't know it'll be interesting to see maybe it all just comes crashing apart and they all end up somewhere together and there's a massive fight i don't know it'll be i don't know where it's going to go to be honest i'm completely clueless if you like of where it's going to go now no i I completely agree i mean again when they get back i do like you've got the child loki um and you say (laughs) you've got the crocodile and you've got that um the kind of black guy who's like he's got thor's hammer and kind of very similar to and obviously richard e grant and it, uh, the dialogue between these guys is absolutely brilliant. And this is when it, I, I find in these series, the action, which is really weird because it goes against Falcon and the Winter Soldier and One Division to a certain extent. Mm. When they do their action, it's when I struggle to kind of to enjoy it and stay with it. But right, it's okay. when they do a lot of their dialogue, just like they did when he says, can't we get off of you got a temp pad? It's, well, of course we have, and that's why we're still here. And <laughs> the, the amount of level of sarcasm is so good, aimed at Loki, who clearly uh, doesn't understand. All of us were arrested by the TVA and pruned, just like you. And just like you're doing right now, we all stood around making bad plans that went nowhere. Yes, but if you thought of using a temper, oh, the one thing that could easily get us out of here. Yes, they're all over the place, right, guys? <laughs> 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 It's just, yeah. I have to say, I think Richard E. Grant is just—he's brilliant in this. He looks ridiculous. He looks absolutely ridiculous, but he plays his Loki so well. Yeah, he's fantastic. Yeah, a guy can just turn his hand to anything, can't he? 
and, yeah. and it's really good. Uh, and I think Owen Wilson, obviously we've got Morbius back in this, which is brilliant. I'm so pleased he's back in this. I didn't know if we get a land of Morbius or or what we get. And I really like it because he's got such a chilled out approach to everything of when he's talking to the other Lokis. You really don't remember him? I mean, TVA had arrested a lot of Lokis, but no, I don't remember an alligator. I mean, who's to say he's even a Loki variant? He's green, isn't he? I don't know. He could be lying. The long con. Of course, that just makes him more likely to be a Loki. It's always the game within the game with you guys, which I respect. How the hell a crocodile is Loki? And the fact that he has to be carried around by the kid all the time. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's fantastic. But... And- and when they're going through the land, I love the Thanos helicopter taken from the comics. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah. I've got so many nods. Apparently there's loads of Easter eggs in this. I mean, oh, I don't. Yeah, I didn't pick up hardly any just due to the fact that, I mean, obviously you've got Thor's hammer. Um, yeah. Which Randomly. is really. Yeah, which is so good. I think you've got one of their uh, the Quinjets as well. And there's lots of things, but for comic book fans who have kind of invested years, it must have just been brilliant to see these things that have gone over my head completely. No, definitely. Definitely. It's, it, that's what I love about these things, though. They have this attention to detail, don't they? And yeah. It is, it is for the mega fans, the mega geeks, just sort of, you know, so they kind of have a little margasm about spotting something. But it's fun. I like it. I, I, I have to say, I know that you've been up and down about this series, and now I can understand why. But it's still visually and attention to detail-wise, it's still been fantastic. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. I, I can't knock that the attention to detail. Or the mm. I think it's just, and we do get it in this to a certain extent, the Doctor Who kind of action, which mm. I, I I don't like. But I like the introduction of kind of a presidential Loki and all the other Lokis that arrive and the the fact that they're there to overthrow um, kind of child Loki, but in true Loki style, they're all stitching each other up and they've oh, all no. got their own agendas. <laughs> it's ridiculous, isn't it? I love when the crocodile Loki gets thrown at him and he just bites his hand off. <laughs> fucking genius. <laughs> It's so good. And you've got uh, the original Loki who now kind of realises that all of these other ones are pathetic because they're stitching each other up and they're not getting anywhere. And that's exactly what he was like. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It is. It's so funny. It's it's brilliant. You can just see him there going, oh, for God's sake, why am I such a, you know, such a dick, basically, isn't he? He's looking at him thinking, fucking hell. (laughs) <laughs> I am a knob. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Am I this bad? Yes, yeah. you are. And that's it. <laughs> but it, it, it's good when you do get, I, I, I like the way, and it took me a few kind of viewings to, to warm to it to a certain extent, that when Sylvie does prune herself, that mm. she kind of goes into this void and she goes through her life and she connects and she can enchant and I think that's it worked for me. I, I enjoyed that. I thought it was a very, very clever fact. And visually, again, I think it was superb. Oh, yeah. Visually, it was absolutely fantastic. And I, 
I like the fact it was just pure from pure chance of her doing it because she obviously got caught, didn't she? Yeah. And she's touched it, and then I think probably out of pure fear has managed to connect with it. But then that's made her realise, hasn't it, that oh, actually, I might be able to control this. But you know, at that time, she wasn't anywhere near ready to do it. But it was very clever, again, and it's a nice way of looking at how we can get past this ridiculous creature because all Loki wants to do is kill it and he yeah. has no idea how he's going to kill it but he just you know oh, I'm going to kill it and they all just laugh at him don't they going you're, you're out of your mind yeah it is very very good I think it's uh, an alligator not a crocodile isn't it yeah sorry whichever way yeah and Potato. because I, I remember when he refers to talking about it as in that this is a low-key crocodile, and ages ago this would have seemed really weird, but at the moment it, it doesn't, <laughs> which is where I'm at in my state of mind. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's fantastic, isn't it? It's so good. It was fun. It was nice. It's it's weird, though, isn't it, how Mobius just turned up in this pizza delivery car at that exact moment to save Sylvie. It was, it was a little bit... Oh, it was contrived completely. Yeah, yeah, it was, wasn't it? And that, that did frustrate me a little bit, because why on earth would he be driving towards a massive monster cloud? And yeah. You know what I mean? There's no way he would have found her and all this sort of... So that was very contrived, like you just said. Yeah, I was, yeah I'd love to have known of why he was there at that point when she materialised, because it seemed as if she he knew that she was turning up because he arrived and he didn't... There was no shock to him, and it would have been nice if that was explained a bit mm. deep, uh, in kind of a greater detail. But it was lovely because um, Loki's obviously been telling the other Lokis about Sylvie and just how much he's—he obviously never thinks he's going to see her and how much she means to him, yeah. which is a new feeling for him. And for her to arrive, the look on his face is so nice, and the look that he's reconnected with um, Mo- uh, Mobius is. Absolutely brilliant. I mean, I think this is one of the best things that Owen Wilson has done for such a long time. It's, I know that's not hard and the bar isn't raised high, but it's <laughs> so good. Yeah, no, that is true. You know, his soapology adverts are really good, but I think this is still just a little bit higher than that. Um, <laughs> soapology, yeah. <laughs> if, we're going, if we're measuring against those adverts, then yeah. I don't think he's got any problems, to be honest. No, I think he's done well for himself, bless him. But, uh, yeah, no, it is a lovely scene, isn't it? But he's so besotted with Sylvie, isn't he? Loki, he's just completely... She's playing it pretty cool, but he just he's like a love-struck puppy, isn't he? He, just, he, he can't get enough. Yeah, completely. Yeah, I, I like that fact. And I think it's really, really nice. It's one of the... The best things I've said, the dialogue is so good in this. Mm. When they're sitting there under the blanket together, talking about the future like a couple of kind of love-struck teenagers, and that neither of them want to talk about their feelings necessarily, but they're both going in the same direction, making plans for the future. And it's a, and I know we've we've spoken about this is 2012 Loki, but he's he's kind of clearly gone on a massive journey himself. And yeah. and as you pointed out um, a couple of episodes ago, it works because 
deep down his vanity he loves himself so why wouldn't he fall in love with um sylvie and they're just such a great couple they their chemistry is so good isn't it oh it is fantastic you know i at first i wasn't particularly fond of sylvie but i've really really grown to like her and her character and i think their relationship on screen you know in the way they work together is massively changed and it's really quite believable now and i do you know it's nice but yeah it it's blatantly obvious that you know like i said you know loki is gonna the only person he can truly love is himself so it's lovely that this relationship is formed but it'd be interesting to see how it all ends you know because how could they be together or is it just going to be them together in an alternate universe you know destroying the tva and there's endless possibilities isn't there if they do manage to find it and stop there just being one timeline and all this sort of stuff it's i'm quite excited yeah i am i i really really am and it's going to be um interesting to see what they do with regards to because when they come up with their plan that they're going to enchant um Eliath, that and morbius is going to go back to the tba and he's on a mission himself and he's really focused he's going to bring down the tba and mm. i love the fact that he kind of says thanks for the fuse and he's going to destroy all of the tba and I hope he does. And I hope that the next episode, will they fit it in of uh, Morbius, Hunter B-15 together? They're going to have to take down Renslayer themselves, aren't they? They are. It's, it's going to be quite hard, isn't it? Just two people, if he can get to, you know, the Hunter and actually get how, I don't, how, no, I have no idea how they're going to do that. You see what I mean? Because yeah. is formidable in herself anyway, but then there's all those other hunters running around and everything else that are completely clueless to what they are. It's, I don't know, it'll be interesting to see. They must, they, he must have a plan to go back there on his own to fight everybody. So it'll be interesting to see what it is. And maybe him, he'll bring it down from the inside and then, like I say, it'll all come together where they're all fighting against the timekeepers or something like that i'm not quite sure but it's going to be interesting it would appear that obviously when now they're kind of in the void and they can get past the liar to that land where that um sylvie kind of saw just for a few split seconds of where the like the timekeeper is i should imagine it's just going to be one person um rather than a group of people i honestly don't know but so what will um Morbius and Hunter B-15, who will they be taking on? Is It it, it appears it's just going to be um, the TVA, like the police themselves, and Renslayer as well, because I don't, they obviously can't get to um, the actual timekeeper from where they are, can they? No, I can't imagine so. It, unless there's a gateway there that they don't know about, because surely they must be able to go there themselves if they wanted to so yeah yeah maybe i don't know i I honestly have no idea what's going to happen next that's the thing even though you know you see this sort of image if you like whilst when they've got control of goliath but uh, there's just so many possibilities i I 
normally I like to try and have a bit of a guess and I kind of have in a way, but I just don't know how they're going to get there and how they're going to cram it all in to 45, 50 minutes. No, it's going to be really interesting, isn't it? Yeah. And what are they going to sacrifice? Who are they going to leave out and what storyline? Because they've got mm. so many different things going on. Because you've got... I'm pleased in a way that you've got Richard E. Grant, um, the alligator, and the kind of the, the, the child Loki. They're going to stay in the void, which is a really good decision. It's where they've always lived. Um, yeah. And again, from Richard E. Grant, at the moment when he's talking about his brother, that he misses him. And you've got the child Loki, I think he's the one who killed Thor, and that's what caused the Nexus event. It's nice to have all their stories, and it's nice they don't go into too much detail. But when they do um, tackle Eliath, this is when I struggled. Visually, it's brilliant, don't get me wrong, but Mm. I don't like the Doctor Who action of running around. I really struggle with that. I don't know what your thoughts are it's been like that the whole time though i don't know what it is about these two you know because they're fantastic actors but their ability to do these scenes in this particular series has been poor hasn't it it has yeah and it's a lot of running around and again i think and it's strange because as i said when you've got this massive cloud Eliath just looking really fierce coming down from the sky with the big red eyes and they need to cause a distraction so Loki is that distraction then you've got Richard E. Grant making Asgard using all of his powers which highlights to Loki that the Lokis are more powerful than they actually do believe I love that it looks Mm. great but seeing um, Tom Hiddleston running around while she's doing her bit it just didn't really work for me. There wasn't a lot of suspense there. And I think that's where it kind of, I struggled with it, you know? Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with you in, in relation to that. You know, the Richard E. Grant bit, fantastic visually, making Asgard, distracting the creature and stuff was fantastic. But like I said earlier, it's just, I don't know why. I don't know why if they were directed in this way or whatever but something has just got gone wrong with the two sylvian loki's action sequences it is very like you say doctor who running around you know pretending to dodge things which they're clearly pretending if you see what i mean It, it doesn't there is no like you say there's no tension in it at all and it looks fake so it's it's quite frustrating from that point of view yeah yeah but i mean they do see and and i don't know because i've not read any comics i've not done any research at all they do see this tower which for the the kind of the land they're in it looks like a tower in something like harry potter or lord of the rings is this looks appears to be this yellow kind of beacon or eye on top of it so and that's where they're going to head and that's where the timekeeper or timekeepers are and it's going to be interesting to see who this is and how and if it plays into Doctor Strange's multiverse, which is coming up. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, it will be. It's sad that um, classic Loki gets killed, doesn't he? Richard E. Grant, yeah. Yeah, which is which is sad. Um, but he obviously goes out happy because he's finally sort of done something because he's been he's been hiding for years, hasn't he? Um, yes. But. Yeah, no, it's interesting. It's an interesting choice of placement, wasn't it, for the 
timekeeper or whoever it's going to be. And it's sort of what looks like a really run-down, old, crappy sort of castle-type thing with a Lord of the Rings call, like you say, of the Eye of Mordor sitting on top. And so, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. It would be fucking hilarious if it was just Harry Potter sitting there. <laughs> I'd be fucking awful if it was Harry Potter. <laughs> Jesus, it'd be terrible. I think I'd die, but... Oh, it's Frodo. <laughs> But, yeah, so. <laughs> it was a it was on the whole i thought it was a better episode than last week and mm. i thought visually i thought it was great i thought the music was unbelievably good and the moments between sylvie and loki really worked for me and it was good to have uh mobius back as well but oh, it, it is kind of at the moment I preferred One Division and Falcon and the Winter Soldier to watching this. I don't know what it is um, about it that I'm struggling with. I think it's action-wise, and I've always been quite easygoing when it comes to that. But I've I kind of wanted Loki to have his moment, his time, and just for me personally, I wanted him to to have more. You know? Yeah, and I, I get that completely because, like you say. This is the 2012 Loki. He was an evil bastard, you know, killed thousands, did whatever. And his journey in this is very quick. In you know, he realizes who he is, and you know, and stuff like that. And I, I kind of get it. I do kind of get it. But I agree in the fact, in the sense that I really enjoyed Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I thought that was a fantastic series, and they just sort of hit hit the ground running and it was every episode was brilliant and it built up suspense this didn't doesn't have as much suspense as the others you can kind of see where it's going can't you in yeah a certain in a certain aspect even oh, though definitely. i have no idea how they're going to end it but generally we've pretty much called what's going to happen as it's gone along or been close to it yeah exactly I mean. yeah everything um, that we possibly can without being a comic book reader to know him where mm. it possibly going to go, yeah, yeah, we have, yeah, we, we've called the direction that it's going to go in, which it, it kind of hasn't ruined it because it, it just shows that some of it has been pretty, I don't know, pretty easy, pretty lazy writing. I, I honestly don't know what it is, but I just this hasn't excited me every week. It's been a case of right, we're doing Loki. We started Loki. We're going to finish it. I want to see where <laughs> it ends, how it ends. But yeah. unlike the others. I just could not wait. It left me on a cliffhanger. These haven't left me like that. No, I, I have to agree. I've enjoyed it and I haven't, unlike you, I haven't sat there going, oh God, I've got to watch another one sort of thing. Yeah. Um, I have looked forward to it, but nowhere near as much as The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. But that's because completely different, I suppose. That was very action-packed. It had lots of different aspects to it, whereas this is more magical mystical sort of stuff and there is a lot of dialogue and though the dialogue is fun in itself and it's good it there's too much of it you know yeah you, you can have too much of something and it's they should have more action in it and but if but as we pointed out the action hasn't been particularly brilliant either in many ways for whatever reason they've directed them in this way it isn't it, it isn't sort of like suspense, is it? You know, no. at all. So, no. I get what I get your point. 
I do get your point with it. Yeah, but I mean, that was Loki episode five. And next week we do have the final episode, which, to be honest, I'm excited about as to how they're going to do it and how they're going to fit everything in rather than how it's in a kind of how it's going to end. I've got a rough idea how it will end. Um, but it's, I don't know. I'm, I've just been, I feel a bit let down. That's all, but it'll be another really good episode next week. I'm sure. And in the meantime, we will have kill bill volume two. Um, volume one is out on iTunes. Now it's out on um, Android and it's on the YouTube channel, the film real cast. So check that out. A really good episode. Nearly two hours of discussion of anime, Kill Bill, Tarantino, Uma Thurman, just everything. And we've even got wrestling where we talk about James as well. <laughs> you had to get that in there. Oh, I had to get that in. I had to get it in. But yeah, so next week we'll be doing Kill Bill 2 as well as episode 6, the final episode of Loki. Yeah. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that. And I'm going to go and see Black Widow at the cinema today. So I'm buzzing Ooh. about that. Oh, excellent. Well, good luck. I hope it's really good. I hope it's not, I hope it's good. I Scarlett Johansson is going to be good. You know, I don't even that have to. I can watch it with the volume down, to be honest. Because yeah, no, that's true. it's just going to be that good. So yeah. anyway, thanks for joining me, Neil, as usual, every week. It's been, it's great just to get your point of view. And, it's good that they differ as well a lot of the time. So hopefully next week we'll both be singing from the same hymn sheet and saying we'll just sing. how good Loki is. Let's hope so. Let's hope so. But no, it's been a pleasure, mate. Thank you very much. And I'll speak to you later. Definitely. Take care, guys. Have a great weekend, whatever you're doing. We'll be back soon with Kill Bill Volume 2. Bye.